Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Pushkin. Imagine there's a place in our world where the known things go. Or at least, the people who are learning how to know. High school in northern New England. Early spring. Late mud season. Tulips, daffodils, spring sports. The general finished Computer science lab, model UN, prom, and still more student announcements over the speakers. Pick up your trash, please. Let's clean this place up. We've come here to high school to clean up American politics where the trash that needs picking up is a pile of lies. And also, it is just wrong to leave your trash there and make others, such as the janitors, pick up after you. Welcome to The Last Archive, High School Edition, Part 2. The second phase of our experiment in using high school students to find out what's true and what's not. Someone's got to do it. Why not them? Last episode, we conducted phase one of our experiment to solve the problem of lies in political ads. Our solution? Ask high school students to form juries and decide whether an ad is true enough to get posted on social media. We got this idea from Harvard Law School professor Jonathan Zittrain, and we tried it out in a big urban public high school outside of Boston over a single class session. Resounding success. But we wondered, what if that was a one-off? So we wanted to try it again on a much bigger scale. This time, we're stepping things up. 
meeting with 40 students in two schools in two states over three days, evaluating four ads. Got it? 40 students, two states, three days, four ads. Day one, we met everyone, learned about political ads with them. Day two, the students started fact-checking. Over the weekend, everyone did homework. Monday, day three, was a big game day. The students from both schools met over Zoom for jury deliberations. The two states we chose, New Hampshire and Vermont, are right next door to one another. They've got lots in common, but they've also got striking differences. We started out in New Hampshire, a tiny state in northern New England. It's a place where the first presidential primary has been held for decades. So there are huge political stakes in this little state. It's the kind of place where the candidates will come, sit at a diner, talk to voters, where in any election season, political ads play on television and on radio nonstop. New Hampshire is a battleground state. It's not red, it's more purplish. We went to a knocked-about little town, population 9,000. The town's called Ware. Where? Where? It's kind of a who's-on-first problem. White, clabbered houses, a lot of Democratic voters, also a lot of Trump flags and Biden sucks signs. We walked up to the high school. Um, so I'm Quince Kirtland, and I will be your tour guide. <laughs> so uh, this is the Thanks civics so classroom sure and right. obviously the AP U.S. history. Um, Quince is a junior at John Stark Regional High School in Ware, New Hampshire. She would not say this herself, but we got tipped off that she's kind of a polyglot. I speak uh, Chinese, Japanese, English, French, Italian, Spanish, Tagalog, um, a little bit of Korean, and Vietnamese. Wow. Right. Wow. Quince gave me in Venator, in English. This hallway is kind of the AP hallway, so that's where we have AP English, AP U.S. History, and Honors Civics, as well as regular civics, because it's a required course. Um, John Stark is a sprawling brick-and-glass high school up on a hill. If you've been to a public high school with about a 1,000 kids in it any time between uh, 1950 and the year 2000, you can picture John Stark. Wide hallways, murals on the walls. The school's named after this guy, General John Stark. He was a revolutionary somebody. (laughs) That's pretty much my extent of the knowledge. I later discovered John Stark is the guy who said, live free or die, which is New Hampshire's motto. Anyway, Quince took us down to the cafetorium told us it was chicken patty day. Everybody looks forward to chicken patty day? I've heard so. I'm a vegetarian, so I don't know, but I've heard great things about it, so. (laughs) Okay, so that's John Stark, our Purple State School in New Hampshire. Live free or die, baby. For our blue state, we chose Vermont, New Hampshire's neighbor to the west, home of Bernie Sanders. If you draw a rectangle and then draw diagonally a squiggly line through the middle... Vermont is on the left, and New Hampshire's on the right. And that's how their politics work out, too. Vermont has a Republican governor, but it's pretty much a lock for the Democrats in any national election. So national candidates rarely travel there. A Republican hasn't won the state since 1988, when George H.W. Bush beat Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis. Campaigns do not spend money trying to win over Vermonters. And the ads that do play tend to be much more local. We finished up our tour with Quince and jumped in the car. It was time to drive across the Connecticut River. In your drawing, that squiggly line is that river. All right, soak it up. Soak up every last drop of New Hampshire you can. (laughs) Recording six class periods in two schools over three days required a lot of driving between states. Me, 
plus all three of The Last Archive's producers, Ben, Sophie, and Lucy, in teams of two. Thankfully, it's not a long drive from John Stark in Ware, New Hampshire, to Green Mountain Union in Chester, Vermont. And we made it. Now we have it across the river yet. Here we go. Get it to Vermont. <laughs> yes. Made it. Wow, so everything feels super different now. So different. So, okay, the differences between New Hampshire and Vermont are in some ways so small that it's easy to make fun of state pride. I'm wide awake and warmer. We're past the cold river. New sights. Still, there are real differences. Vermont is very, very liberal. New Hampshire is more conservative. And then there's the matter of the ice cream. What are maple creamies? Creamies are like a, a special kind of Vermont um, soft serve. And I'll maple, have to try that. Maple flavored ones. For the blue state end of our experiment, we'd chosen Green Mountain High School in Chester, a beautiful, gleaming high school that sits on a hill. Every wall inside is covered with student art, incredible, edgy, thrilling student art. Like the high school we visited in New Hampshire, this one serves a mostly white, mostly rural community, farming towns. At Green Mountain, two students volunteered to give us a tour around the place. I'm Liam, by the way. I'm Nate, nice to meet you. I'm Jill. Nate's a freshman, and Liam's a junior. He's on the school baseball team, plays second base. Are you a Red Sox fan? I'm a Yankees fan. Oh, no, no yeah. way. No way. Yep. But why? My dad. What is he, there to like? I, well, there's lots to like. There used to be lots to like about the Red Sox, too, but now they stink. Anyway, we had our two schools in two states with two different teachers. In New Hampshire, at John Stark High School, we're going to be going to Dan Marcus's AP U.S. history class. And here at Green Mountain in Chester, Vermont, we're going to be going to Melissa Palmer's eighth period civics class. We're at their schools to get verdicts on four political ads from 2022 to stage a kind of civics Olympiad after the bell. You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, Check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handle them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I've told you a little bit about our two schools, John Stark in New Hampshire, Green Mountain in Vermont. Or actually, the students have told you about their schools. Now I want to introduce you to their teachers. Melissa Palmer teaches civics and history at Green Mountain. Her classroom is on the third floor. It's like a treehouse up there. The branches all but bursting through the windows. She's got Wonder Woman stuff all over the place. Wonder Woman mug on the desk. Wonder Woman posters on the walls. Signs that read, I teach. What's your superpower? And she does have a superpower. She's a genius teacher. When I first got to the classroom, she was trying to build up her students' confidence. They were nervous about this experiment. In particular, they were scared that at the end of it, they were going to be meeting with students from New Hampshire. This is the way I always look at things. You're going to be working with students you don't know, yes, but are you ever going to see them again, people? (laughs) Right? Like, don't be shy. Like, don't worry, okay? Something important to note here. Melissa Palmer's students at Green Mountain were mostly freshmen taking a required civics course. Their counterparts in New Hampshire were AP history students, mainly juniors, some seniors. The Vermont kids were a little intimidated by that. Would they hold their own in this jury of peers? But that's okay, because if this spread nationwide, the classrooms might not be matched exactly. And I wanted to know, in that case, would it still work? We'll find out soon enough. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about our New Hampshire teacher, Dan Marcus. He's got a giant facsimile of the four pages of the parchment constitution on the walls of his classroom and portraits of political philosophers along an ideological continuum. John Locke at one end with a sign that reads, trust the people, and Thomas Hobbes at the other end with a sign that says, trust government. In a minute, I'll tell you guys your uh, groups. And really what you're going to be doing is you're going to be charged with sort of a two-step process. The first step is going to be to decide what your methodology is going to be. How are you going to... Dan Marcus gives the impression of being more buttoned up than Melissa Palmer. He's a little bit reserved at first, but don't be fooled. It took a while for this to come out in talking with him, but it turns out that he writes and records songs for his students to help them study, like this one about the Constitution. Extra, extra, read all about the seven articles of the Constitution. Think about how generous this was of these teachers and their students to let us swarm into their classrooms with microphones and recorders and this whole crazy, intricate lesson plan. And in Section 8, it enumerates Congress's powers and limitations. The more I got to know these teachers, the clearer it came to me that even though we'd come to these schools to teach something, all that was really happening was that we were learning how great American high school teaching can be. But it was time to get started. First, with a little fact-checking warm-up. How are you going to decide whether a ad, an ad, or your ad, the one you're going to ultimately work with, um, should be something that Facebook or some other social media site should allow uh, to be posted? A man attacked me in a parking garage, tried to stab me with an eight-inch knife, but I carry a pistol. I fight back. That's an ad made by the NRA in 2016 about gun rights and the Second Amendment. Just to be clear here for a minute, this stuff about guns, it's not abstract for high school students or even elementary school students, even kindergartners. It's not abstract for kids in any school in the country, given the plague of mass shootings. These kids can't vote. 
But the consequences of the political choices made by people who can vote, these students bear those consequences in these buildings, within these halls, underneath these desks. In Mr. Marcus's classroom, Lydia and Rose, two 11th graders, were dubious about the NRA ads claims. Did that woman kill someone? (laughs) Because what she said was they tried to stab me with an eight-inch knife. Who is they? And when did this happen? And she's like, but I was safe because I carried a pistol. Because I carry a gun. And if you carried a gun, you can also protect yourself from the nameless people who attacked you. Yeah, because who attacked her? One thing I was learning fast, nothing gets past these kids. And if you live with high schoolers, you probably know what this feels like, to watch them nail someone to the wall. As I'd been reminded in visiting Benji Cohen's class in our last episode, teenagers are born fact-checkers. And I think correlation is not equal causation in that kind of sense, because someone wants gun control. Okay, what would you check? You'd check to see if the policy is actually to take away your gun. Day one was mainly this kind of stuff, just talking about facts versus claims. Day two, we formed the student juries to judge ads from the 2022 election season. We had two ads from New Hampshire and two from Vermont. In both classrooms, the students in their four groups got right to it. The easiest ad to handle turned out to be a pretty straightforward issue ad about ranked choice voting. It was an ad from Vermont. Across America, our voice is at stake. The threat to our democracy is real. But this is Vermont. We're not about to give in. It's time to make your voice count with ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting. With ranked choice voting. With Ms. Palmer's students in Vermont, Carissa explained how her group picked out what parts to check. Um, so we highlighted that it can strengthen our, it says it can strengthen our democracy with ranked choice voting, and that it's a simple reform, and that it gives more voters more choice and more voice. They got to Googling. It's just like first doing an internet search and trying to find like reliable sources to fact check it. They made a list of pros and cons of ranked choice voting, settling into the work of figuring out if the ad was fair. While they're slogging that out, let's move on to the official campaign ad of Keisha Rom Hinsdale, a Vermonter who was at the time running for Congress. Her ad's pretty much a love letter to the state. I came to the University of Vermont with a suitcase and found my home. Vermont is a place where we lift each other up where we measure success not by how many cars you have, but by how many cars you have pulled out of a ditch. That's the Vermont way. In Melissa Palmer's classroom in Vermont, Liam and Nate, the students who'd taken me on a tour, started going through the transcript of Hinsdale's ad, line by line. It's not a claim, is it? Like, that's just a statement. There's no way that's a claim. Yeah, it's, it's like... One thing that was really cool to see is how thoughtful the students were about the sources they were using to check facts. Legislature.vermont.gov. It's one of the ones that Ms. Palmer gave to us. But Ms. Palmer suggested it for us, so I think that's a trusted, just a trusted source. Also, it looks like it has a lot of information. Says.gov. Evaluating the reliability of sources got really interesting, especially in the groups that had to judge a New Hampshire ad about abortion. It's one of the most restrictive abortion bans in New Hampshire history. There are no exceptions if the fetus can't survive, no exceptions for survivors of rape or incest, and doctors could face up to seven years in jail. Learn more at sununuabortionban.com. In Mr. Marcus's class, Lydia, a junior, led a deliberation about whether anything in this ad violated the standards the students were creating. It's weird to think about, like, saying 
telling adults to not cyberbully each other. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Most of the students found it easiest to debate fairness. It took a bit of urging to get them to dig into whether the claims in the ads were true. Brandon, a friendly sophomore in Vermont, realized his group would need to figure out what the New Hampshire abortion bill actually said. But what we were able to find out is we could just look at the actual writing of the bill itself and then see if these are actually in here. And if they're not, then that'll be our fact-checking right there. That seems like a really good fact-check. Who do we want to fact-check this? Not the most responsible human being, but I probably could get on my computer at some point. I'll do five through seven. I'll fact check those. And then you guys can, uh, one of you can do three or four. You guys can choose who that is. Assigning his friend's homework. I love that. Another ad from New Hampshire was an attack on Chris Pappas, a Democrat running for re-election, and the first openly gay man from the Granite State to serve in Congress. This was an attack ad put out by a conservative group called American Action Network, It worked by tying Congressman Pappas to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. First, Nancy Pelosi said she'd raise taxes. Now, she's coming for whatever you've got left. To help pay for trillions in new spending, Pelosi wants the government to spy on nearly every American bank account looking for new money to spend. Your deposits, payments, bank balance. Under Pelosi's plan, the government monitors them. Call Chris Pappas. Tell him to stop Pelosi's spending spree and keep government out of your bank account. The Vermont students were sort of floored by the intensity of New Hampshire politics. More vitriol, more national focus, and a lot less let's help your neighbor pull their truck out of a ditch. Yeah, so Nancy Pelosi said she had raised taxes, so that's something that you would be able to fact check, right? All right, what else? Now she's coming for whatever you've got left to help pay for trillions in new spending. Pelosi wants the government to spy on nearly every American bank account. Is that a claim? Yeah. Yeah. Once the students in Vermont figured out what those claims were, the next step was trying to figure out where those claims came from and how to check them. The students in New Hampshire were doing the very same thing. One of the sources it lists pretty frequently is Fox News. And then um, YouTube says... That's why we raise up authoritative voices, including sources like CNN and Fox News. There's like what the dot com. Relying on the media at all. Because that's a secondary source, right? Right. And you're in history class, you know that you need primary sources. What would be? So you're trying to find out what did what was Pelosi talking about when she said this thing? What would be a primary source? What would be the best primary source? Her. They found a phone number for Nancy Pelosi's office in Washington. I feel like we should call Sam. Mm-hmm. Calling would be fun. Calling would be fun. Okay, we have to ask Mr. Marcus. Okay. They decided to give Nancy Pelosi's office the chance to answer the charges leveled in the ad. They found the tiny corner of the classroom with cell service, got Mr. Marcus, borrowed his phone. We value hearing from you. To listen to this menu in English, please stay on the line. If you would like to voice your opinion, share feedback, or pass along a personal story to Speaker Pelosi, please press 1. If you would like to know how to email... Welcome to Congress in Action. Please press 2. If you have questions about Speaker Pelosi's policy position, please press 3. If you are... To get the latest news on the issues that are important to you, please visit our website at www.speaker.gov. Mr. Marcus was listening in. 
maybe a bit of a wait. Oh, we'll find out. This is scary. Speaker's office. Hi, um, I'm a student doing a project on um, what Nancy Pelosi meant in a political advertisement, and I just have a few questions. Um, sure. If it was a political advertisement, our government office wouldn't be the best place to call. It would, you'd probably want to call the campaign office. Because uh, of how ethic rules, ethic rules we can't really answer uh, or, or talk about the um, campaign side uh, of things. Um, do you have a number for the campaign office? Uh, I can't legally direct you. The poor young staffer who finally answered the phone, he couldn't have been much older than the students themselves. He was patient with them, but he couldn't really help. Um, I'm happy to talk about her policy more generally or redirect you to things online. Okay, so it said she um, was spending money, and we were just wondering where that spending money was coming from that we saw in the ad. Uh, You'd have to be a little more specific than that. Uh, She's had a lot of press statements online, so I'd redirect you to her website. Um, in terms of like specific bills that she's passed and, and, and things like the omnibus, but uh, um, it was saying to... that there was lots of that she was raising taxes and then taxes for like homeowners and things like that. Yeah, um, so I, I don't want to speak on behalf of the speaker on any particular issue because I'm not an official spokesperson of the speaker, but like she's put statements on every funding bill online, so I think that'd probably be the best place. To... Oh well. Turns out it's hard, maybe even impossible, to check facts directly with elected officials if you're a high school student. I think, aren't they supposed to answer questions, though? I think I just learned about that in civics, that they're supposed to answer questions. Like, you're supposed to yeah. be able to call. No, that's an actual thing. In the, I think it was Hobbs and Locke, they said, like, if you ever have a problem with your government, you should be able to take it upon yourself to, like, talk to the government and get those answers of the yeah, question. Yeah, certainly, yeah. We all died a little in that moment, I guess. Except that it was so great to watch them go for it. Plus, she cited Hobbs and Locke. By the way, you were awesome. Thank you. How satisfying that was? A little bit. (laughs) Yeah, you were awesome. Got to talk to a representative who wouldn't give me any answers. That was day one and day two. They were good days, great days. The kids dug in, really put in the work. It was easy almost to lose sight of what it was all for, but I don't think the students lost sight of that. You could tell how seriously they were taking it, thinking about, what if this actually worked? What if this really became a national program? Everyone went home with assignments over the weekend. Monday, they'd be back for jury service after the break. You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance... Check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handle them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience 
the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. Of bugs. (laughs) Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts. Monday, day three, game day. Where the students in Vermont and New Hampshire would meet together by Zoom for jury duty in breakout rooms. And together they'd come up with their verdicts on four political ads, two from each state. Can you describe for me the outfit you're wearing and why you're wearing it? Over at John Stark High School in New Hampshire, in Dan Marcus's classroom, a junior named Jackson was dressed for success. Uh, I'm wearing a suit today for the sole purpose of this podcast. I want to I look good. <laughs> Big camera guy. Jackson's on the volleyball team. Last season, they hadn't won a single game. And this was the first day of the new season. But there was something of a different vibe over in Vermont at Green Mountain Union, where Melissa Palmer had written on the board, four and a half days till vacation. 60 and sunny today? It's supposed to be 60 by the end of the day. I'm going swimming. (laughs) Give me my swim shorts. The kids in Miss Palmer's class were a little nervous about meeting their New Hampshire peers. Brandon was fidgeting in his seat. I don't know if we can do this. Brandon, you totally can do this. I have complete and utter faith in you. A lot of pressure. It's not the math Olympiad, but it felt big and a little scary to everyone, including me. I was in Vermont. Most of the rest of the production team was in New Hampshire. We connected by Zoom. I'll just say, you guys, I've met everybody now in both classes. I'm Jill Lepore. We are the Last Archive producing team. We are so grateful to you and your teachers for doing this, and everyone here in Chester, Vermont, is very excited. So we'll start off by learning about the classroom on the other side of the river. At the start, there was just a lot of shuffling and stammering as we got the laptops hooked up to Zoom. Then Quince, the polyglot, spoke up. Okay, hi, um, we are John Stark. Uh, we're located in Ware, New Hampshire, and this is the APUSH history class, and we're excited to hear what you guys have to say and collaborate with you. Awesome, thank you. All right, Chester, do you guys have uh, have someone to volunteer as tribute? Uh, we're Green Mountain. We're located in southern Vermont. We're 7 through 12, and we're pretty small, I guess. <laughs> Once the students got into their breakout rooms, one for each of the four ads, it was hard to hear, and it was hard to see, and everyone was feeling shy. Hot take, Zoom sucks. Yeah, can you tilt the screen down a little? Yeah, I can't hear yeah. it. I can't either. <laughs> but then, miraculously, everyone sort of figured it out. I mean, these kids have been through like two years of a pandemic. They know how to use Zoom. In the end, it worked. Some groups went out to the hallway. Some went into a little teacher's kitchen. They found quieter places to Zoom from. Okay. Hi, guys. Sorry. Um, we didn't really hear your names. Brandon, from Vermont, helped get the conversation started with Lydia's group in New Hampshire. They were talking about the abortion ad. I'm Brandon. And I'm Sage. I'm Lydia. Um, I'm Madison. 
I'm Phoebe. I'm Natalie. Nice to meet you guys. They worked out a way to decide who would do what, using the tried and true method of every schoolyard. Oh no! Okay. Wait. Who's foreman? Okay. Foreman. Phoebe's gonna be the foreman. Started to get to know one another, overcoming that high school shyness. They got really into comparing their states. The kids from New Hampshire had noticed how different the Vermont ads were from the ones that aired in their state. Wait, who seems more calm? Vermont? <laughs> there's literally, like, there's a sign outside, like, two houses down from mine that says F Joe Biden and F anyone who voted for him. And it's like, thank you. So It's, it's intense in yeah. this town specifically. I, um, yeah, I would say the town is <laughs> itself is hostile. The Vermont kids weren't familiar with this hostility. Yeah, I guess you could say, like, different areas of the states are different. But, I mean, where we are, we're we're pretty chill. No one really cares. It's like people think what they think, and there's nothing really about it. That must be so nice. But Brandon and Lydia's group also got down to business together, talking about the abortion ad, one of those super intense New Hampshire ads. Remember, these jurors aren't trying to decide if the ad is good or bad. They aren't dealing with tone. They're just trying to answer one question. Is this ad true enough to be posted on social media? It's one of the most restrictive abortion bans in New Hampshire history. There are no exceptions. So, we should start off with a straw poll, probably, see where we all at with the, if we should put it online or not. So, raise your hand if you think it should be online, like it should be posted. Okay, so that's, um, is the third person in your group raising their hand? Yes, he is. You just can't see him. One, two, three. So, oh, so that's oh, unanimous. Yeah. So everyone's raising their hand. Sweet. Um, that maybe makes it a little bit easier. Initially, everyone from both schools in the straw poll said the pro-choice ad could go up on social media. Here's Brandon again. Um, I thought it should be online because after all the research I and my group did, we came out to it all being true. Like every claim was true. So we're like, okay, it doesn't violate anything. It's not like spreading misinformation. It was all true at the time. So that's why I think it personally should be online. Then when Lydia summarized New Hampshire's thinking, things got a little trickier. Okay, um, we found that uh, similar to what you guys found that most of it or all of it was true at the time that it was created. The one thing that we did find was that in the ad, they said that there were no exceptions made for rape or incest for abortion. Um, and at the time that the ad was made, it was true. But after the um, policy was looked over by the House, um, they made exceptions for rape and incest as uh, an addition to the bill. So it was all true at the time. So what we proposed was that in order to fix that, you just put a date on the ad. So you just say that it was made in, in February of 2021 or November of 2021, and then that it, that would be okay. What do you what do you guys Vermont guys think of that? Now that you've said that, I actually agree with that, and I think that it should have a date. They did a second straw poll. They were in unanimous agreement that the ad should not run as is. At a date, though, and the ad would be good to go. This was decidedly not the thinking over in the meeting of the two Nancy Pelosi, Chris Pappas groups, where everyone over the weekend had found they just weren't able to verify much of what the ad alleged. It had these authoritative-looking citations for each of its claims. 
But the citations were, in fact, too vague to back up any claim at all. To help pay for trillions in new spending, Pelosi wants the government to spy on nearly every American bank account looking for new money to spend. What do you guys think? I don't think they should run because they're what the, it said in the ad was not very true. That's pretty much cool. what we thought, too. Yeah, that's similar to what we said. That one seemed to be a clear no. Next up, the ranked choice voting ad from Vermont. Quince had done a ton of research on ranked choice voting. Of course she had. So there's no real evidence we can find for it other than just vague claims just like the ad itself. No hard evidence one way or the other. More of an opinion, really. But that's all right, and the ad stood. So we'd come to the end of it, really. 40 students, two schools, two states, four ads. Somehow, the four juries had come up with four different verdicts. The ranked choice voting ad, fine to go up. The abortion attack ad, only with a date stamp. The New Hampshire ad attacking Nancy Pelosi and Chris Pappas, jury says no. Finally, Keisha Rom Hinsdale's campaign ad, The Love Letter to Vermont. I'm Rose Kostchuzik, I'm a junior, and we found that the ad is true enough to be posted on social media. Uh, my name is Liam O'Brien, I'm also a junior, and my group also agreed that this ad should be posted, and it should be allowed on the internet. I'll say this. It was a lot more fast-paced than actual jury service, where you wait around all day to see if your name is called. This jury day was something between speed dating, taking the SAT, and a ballroom dancing class. Frenetic, and intellectually and physically exhausting, but also thrilling. The verdicts were in. Two yeses, one no, and one yes, but with a condition. Faced with complexity, these students answered with complexity. Jury dismissed. Jurors, you are free to go to the cafetorium. We had one last question for the kids. We thought this experiment worked, but what did the students think? More to the point, did they think this should happen, should really be a thing, where high school students serve as jurors in this way, make decisions that will be binding to social media companies? Come on, Brandon, you have something good I've to say. I've already done too much talking. Oh, I've never heard you There's no such talking. thing as too much talking. Oh, What do you think? Well, I guess, yeah, we should. This is a good idea because, like, we're learning about it right now, so it's fresh in our memories. So, like, this would be a good way to, like, determine if an ad should go up because we're, like, learning about what's good and what's bad about an ad. Because you're in a civics class, like, because you guys are now experts on ads. Sure. Okay. Mm. I thought, I think it's a good idea, too, because um, I think since we're so young, some people haven't, like, picked a side that they want to be on or like some people don't have opinions on these types of things so it's kind of just like a it's more of like a fact-based thing instead of um, a bias but also it could be sort of the opposite like if you have kids who don't know a lot but their parents are like extremely far-fetched one way it's like they're probably gonna go that way so it could be unbiased but it also could be extremely biased I feel like just because how young we are and how we maybe don't know a ton yet about these kind of things. Brandon, despite being nervous and skeptical of this whole thing at the beginning, was shining by the end. He thought the design of the jury selection would correct for any possible bias. Back to the point where the kids could be biased. That's why we should do it like we're doing it now, where there's multiple kids, different schools. So then it would be a very low chance if everyone is the same bias. So if one person is maybe biased, then there's going to be rejection from the other people, which would 
cause a debate and then maybe it would clear out and have a more productive response. What do you think about the fact that you guys don't vote yet for the most part? Does that make you better or, or less able to assess these things? I think that makes us better. Not that high schoolers don't have a motivation to want certain ads on the internet or not, but because we can't vote yet, it wouldn't be any personal gain from having certain parties' um, ads be seen more than others. Like the fact that we can't vote, I think that means that this is a great opportunity to get us involved in the political process in some kind of way, um, since we don't have an actual um, voting kind of involvement at this point. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, too. And I couldn't have said it any better. Who better to do this than these kids? Experiment complete. Except for over in New Hampshire, it turned out the kids had figured out it was Mr. Marcus's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Marcus. Who knew there would be so much singing in this episode? Not me. I also learned that Mr. Marcus had once written a song about kids voting, high schoolers, and their civics obligations. It's a riff on Taylor Swift's song, Lover. The Leave the Campaign signs up until November. Because this is our country. We make the rules. Here's my theory about why this worked. It worked because of the excellence of public education, one of the last great democratic institutions, a cultivator of civic-mindedness. Public school teachers are dedicated public servants. Public school kids are future citizens. So fair warning, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whoever. You want your political ads checked? America's high school kids are ready for you. America's future voters. The Last Archive is written and hosted by me, Jill Lepore. It's produced by Sophie Crane, Ben Nadefhafri, and Lucy Sullivan. Our editors are Julia Barton and Sophie Crane, and our executive producer is Mia Lobel. Jake Gorski is our engineer. Fact-checking by Amy Gaines. Original music by Matthias Bossi and John Evans of Stellwagen Symphonette. Our research assistant is Mia Hazra. Our foolproof player is Robert Ricotta. Many of our sound effects are from Harry Jeanette Jr. and the Star Jeanette Foundation. The Last Archive is a production of Pushkin Industries. If you love this show, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus, offering bonus content like The Last Archivist, a limited series just for subscribers, and ad-free listening across our network for $4.99 a month. Look for the Pushkin Plus channel on Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. If you like the show, please remember to rate, share, and review. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jill Lepore. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi, Last Archive listeners. I want to tell you about another podcast to add to your queue, The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan's podcast is aimed at making you a better informed critical thinker, so you can come to your own conclusions about what's happening in the world. He dives into the minds of fascinating people, from authors and activists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators. You might enjoy Jordan's interview with Yuval Noah Harari, the author of Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, or his recent deep dive into modern flat earth theory, and why some still believe the earth is flat despite thousands of years of evidence to the contrary. Whether Jordan is conducting an interview or giving advice to a listener, you'll find something useful you can apply to your own life in every episode of The Jordan Harbinger Show, whether it's asking for advice the right way or discovering a slight mindset tweak that changes how you see the world. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show, that's H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts.